to me What would you say to have your way Would you give up or try again If I hesitate to let you in Now would you be yourself or play your role Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Eric Trillmonger, a.k.a. Barack T'Challa Washington, a.k.a. Um, I'm still recovering. And to my left, I have my co-host. They got new AKs, don't he? Well, when you, off, when you take off a week, you got some more time to... <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, guys. It's Stephanie. Uh, hey, welcome to another week of how I talk myself out of men. Listen, first and foremost, um, yes, we took a week off because I had wisdom tooth surgery. I had blood in my mouth, so y'all gonna be okay with me not recording for a week while I had blood in my mouth. You didn't have anybody record you acting a fool, so my feelings are kind of hurt. Oh no, that was an explicit instruction from 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 my from my mother. It was like, don't record me <laughs> i don't want to go viral like that <laughs> if i'm gonna go viral let me go viral on some for tweets this for this podcast <laughs> i ain't gonna go viral on some charlie bit me um Ouch, charlie. on some charlie bit me uh my you know viral nah i'm straight <laughs> i'm good so we know how my weekend was because i was recovering i was laid up and i didn't eat solid food till sunday night so how was yours <laughs> what day are we on this is for Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Oh, I didn't do anything. I I stay in the house, and the way my pockets are set up, I'll be staying in the house for a while. Facts, facts, factual, factual information. Depression. Before we get into um, the topics, I just want to have, like, a little open moment with people. Um, for starters, oh, my God. So <laughs> yesterday, I was headed to this guy's house. And, like, right before I walked in, I had this, like, moment of epiphany where I was like, oh, my God, I can't be mad at the guys that I date for being commitment folks because I, too, am one. And then, like, literally, I was like, hmm, I should talk about that with my therapist and then ring his doorbell. But this was, like, all inner dialogue. And so I've been having kind of, like, a lot of these epiphanies lately around things like friendship and dating people and... Um, work because having difficulty finding a job has been a blow to my self-esteem and I didn't realize how much my work has has really built my self-esteem in the last couple of years and now that I don't have work and for the first time in my life I am having difficulty finding work I just want to stay to myself until I figure it out so yeah if you don't see me out that's why your girl's just in the house but aside from that I was, oh, oh, before I get into what I'm going to read, you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking and you said, can you, um, you think sometimes it's right person, wrong time? Yeah. Well, oddly enough, the last, like, what was it, the week of Valentine's, I had an ex, him, ex that he's been an ex for like three weeks, or three weeks, three years. <laughs> I was like, damn, three weeks? Three I was like, weeks? Was like, you got a whole nigga, you know what, though? <laughs> Goals. <laughs> Three years, which is funny because he was the first person who, like, started this journey of men who will date me prolonged but won't actually commit to me over time. I don't know. Whatever words you want to put there. Anyways, um, him and I just recently started following each other on Twitter again, and he got me flowers for Valentine's Day. And then it turned into the other guy, the one that I was complaining about the last episode. Well, uh, I got 
got that message about him on that Tuesday, and then Wednesday was Valentine's Day. He hit me up and was like, happy Valentine's Day. And then the one who ghosted me most recently, I ended up talking to him Friday night. So I don't know. Like, I guess I'm just having <laughs> this moment. Like, there's no point in going back to any of them because none of their behavior has changed, essentially. I think it's one of those, I just want to see if I can still get in type of deals. Right. Um, but being contacted by them has made me realize things in myself. So I guess there's there's always a lesson. So not, I still don't believe in the right person, wrong time. Just leave that ex where they are. But I do believe if somebody comes back, there's still a lesson there. So find the lesson. Don't return to them, but find the lesson. Well, so... This has definitely been the season of hey, hey, big head, hey, stranger, <laughs> what you doing? I, I thought about you, and it's just like I think a lot of people got that reality check on Valentine's Day of like whatever situation they thought they were in or they thought they were dealing with was not what they pictured, and so you know when when you have a setback, whenever whatever that setback is, you you try to come back to what you, what, what you know. It's like better the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't. Man, so, boy. So a lot of people try to slide to the left, slide to the right, I slide to the I went to see one of my guy friends on Valentine's Day. Um without giving up too much of his information. Because, yeah, yeah, if you get jammed up, don't mention my name. Rule of thumb. Well, I went to go visit him because he's in town with an injury. So I go over there and we're hanging out. I, I remember who this is, but I'm not going to say it for those who don't remember yeah, who this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this nigga going to talk about some, oh, so uh, why aren't we together? And then he kept trying to touch me, and it just ruined it. And now he's, like, the, yesterday when I happened to be with this other guy, he calls me, and I text him, and I was like, well, I've been dodging his calls, actually, since then. I've been screening the fuck out of him. But I was actually intending to pick up this time, but I happened to be with somebody, and I was like, I'll just call you back. This nigga going to talk about some whatever. I said, you ruined our friendship telling me about feelings that you know I'm not reciprocating to you because we've had this conversation. I'm not interested in you, and you're upset at me because you keep crossing this boundary but expect me to maintain a friendship with you? Nigga. People people have to understand that logic and feelings rarely mix well. So that's why that's where a lot of our miscommunication and a lot of our dumb fuck shit happens is when logic fucking leaves the fucking room <laughs> because you win some feelings. And so People just have to remember that and understand that and then move accordingly from there. Um, one other thing. Um, so the episode, the last episode where we, rec- we recorded got yanked. Got from SoundCloud. I still think it's on iTunes. I think, I think it got yanked from SoundCloud because we used too much of the God's Plan intro. Damn, Drake, that's how you feel, bro. That's how you feel. Him and Beyonce take their music VV series Listen, and Taylor Swift, but fuck her. Fuck Taylor Swift, stupid colonizer. Uh, <laughs> speaking of colonizers, we got to talk about Black Panther. Have you? I'm assuming, yeah, you definitely oh, seen I it. You definitely seen. You definitely seen it. I went and saw it by myself, and it was funny because I was in. I went to Liberty. Okay, first and foremost, so okay. Spoiler alerts for like the three people who are going to listen to this who haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Your fault, not ours. Your fault, not ours. <laughs> so if 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 you are one of those three peoples, 
spoiler alert now. Uh, we're gonna put in a little 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 description. Skip the next however many minutes because we gonna talk about it because we got some shit we need to talk about. Continue. Um. What was that? What's her name? Uh, oh, the warrior. Okay, uh, uh, Okoye. Okoye. Well, when she was like, drop your weapon, that part, and mm-hmm. he was like, you would kill me? And she said, for Wakanda. And I was like, ugh. So I'm in the theater, mind you, white people all around me. And I went to go see it by myself. For the most part, I've been like, very quiet, sort of, because every once in a while I did like breath out a nigga underneath my breath. <laughs> Um, but that part came on, and I was like, "Yes, Queen!" And <laughs> so you were, you were that person. The whole theater started chuckling at me, but it was like so instinctual, like it just came, out, it blurted out. So you were that, like, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you were that person. Got it? Yeah. No, because it was one of, I mean, like that was one of the crazy lines. She was like, "Like, like, would you really kill me, my love?" And she was like, "For Wakanda, without question." He was like, like bitch. And, and, and he ate. You see, he ain't have no. Just like, like, all right, but I would like to talk about his character. He's getting typecast as a nigga that can't be trusted. He getting a typecast as a nigga who ain't no got no goddamn Damn sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Since that nigga's spirit of discernment is like, if this was two K and like you had a rating, that nigga's spirit of discernment is like forty, and you know in two K that's the lowest you can go. <laughs> Like, nigga is. And it was one of those things where it's like and it that's was a crazy typecast. Like, that's so it's so random. It's so random. Like, <laughs> but you can understand, like, it was like my man's like T'Challa just became king yesterday. And he had some time. And and it wasn't like he just ignored it. He tried, and then the nigga that you paraded in here was one it was the nigga that prevented him from doing the shit. And you was like, oh nigga, I thought it was gonna be different. Nigga, yeah, it's three so days. Thing, like he literally brought the nigga that prevented him, because otherwise he would have had claws. He would have had he would have had that nigga was in fucking custody. And nigga came with the vibranium uh fucking shotgun and like fucked shit up and then and then it, just because he dropped him off he was like we gotta trust this nigga it's like who are you my nigga like and then, that's why you're not king oh it be your own niggas bro it be your own niggas um secondly we have to, we have to discuss yo how Yo, know, the, 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 the challenge system of how to be king in Wakanda got to be a little bit more bureaucracy. It was like, anyone who wants to give me the fade can, like, become king? It was like, this nigga, this nigga Killmonger been in Wakanda for all the eight minutes. And they were like, damn, he blood. <laughs> Nobody confirmed. And it was like, man, nigga, off his mouth. It was like, okay, so the nigga got the tattoo, so he Wakandan, but you, niggas ain't, is a nigga, a tattoo and a ring was the only thing, and you was like, yep, that nigga the prince's son, he got, is his birthright, blah, 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 blah. Ain't no one did no Google Maps, ain't no one did no Google checks. Hell, T'Challa just found out about this little nigga like three minutes before he pulled up on niggas. It was like, and y'all just like, well, fuck it. And man, it was like, Y'all let this nigga who trained for to be king from like birth and shit, like y'all let this outsider ass nigga just throw him over a cliff. Ain't no one, ain't no one try to like, all right, nigga, clearly you won. You know, stop. <laughs> Time to fuck out. <laughs> like, don't don't throw the nigga over the cliff. Y'all ain't y- y- y'all just say, <laughs> like, I know we trained the nigga, but you know this other nigga gave him the hand, so I guess he's king now. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, we got to talk about the Wakanda uh, bureaucracy system a little bit. Baby, baby, baby. But of all in all, it's a great movie. Great movie. Um, I'm, you know, definitely see it more than once. Um, 
I think a lot of y'all niggas been hyping Killmonger a little too much if we keeping it a thousand. He's not a villain thing. Like I Yes, get, he is. He's a whole ass villain. I get how you guys want to because you're relating it back to something in real life, but as far as this movie goes, let's just focus on the movie. That's a villain. Like he's a villain as fuck. Like, yes, like you y'all may agree with some and of his points because he doesn't like, want to be he doesn't want to free black people. He wants to be king of free black people. Yeah, that nigga, that, <laughs> that nigga's whole strategy was like, we gonna give these niggas vibranium ass weapons, and we gonna start a whole nother, you know, world war. We gonna win because we got these dope ass weapons, and I'm gonna be king of everything. That nigga wasn't trying to fucking liberate nothing. Cause in low key, Nakia. Was the first had that similar idea with technology? He was like, mm-hmm. we can, we can, we can push this tech on people. We can really help the people who need to be helped out. Her idea just didn't involve shooting up everything with the Soldier Boy challenge with the Draco. Bow, bow. But y'all niggas ignored that. Secondly, this nigga, I I seen this nigga that choked up the elder the elder black woman, <laughs> like choked her. I'm like, if I do what you, if I do what you say, I, I mean this. Say I was like, oh, but I was also like. Because <laughs> women are a lot more dis- n- nasty and disgusting. <laughs> a lot more nasty and disgusting than, like, people like to believe. Because, again, we have this idea that women are p- supposed to be demure and all this other shit. But women are, y'all nasty. Because, like, you're not the only one who thought like that. Like, I'm pretty sure 75% of the women who saw that was like, oh, 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 oh okay, all right. All right. Um, also, low-key... I'm kind of salty how they really made this nigga T'Challa like low key weak when he didn't have the the, the powers of the Black Panther. <laughs> made this nigga low key weak like that nigga had two. Some girl was and she was like the next time I have sex and he not I'm gonna be like the power of the Black Panther has been stripped. <laughs> <laughs> Had a nigga drinking lean, bruh. Like, this is a black-ass movie. Had a nigga drinking lean. And, first of all, when he choked up the elderly, you should have known he was a villain. The way he ch- he talking about some hey, auntie, you should have known he was a villain. When he had them burn all the flowers, you should have known he was Cause, a like, villain. Because, that, like, that was, that was so short-sighted because it was like, nigga, you don't, you not gonna live forever, my nigga. That, as soon as he did that, that was my first thought. Like, you... You don't like, have eternal life because you got the Black Panther power. Because otherwise, the other nigga wouldn't have died. There's centuries of them that would still be alive. So, like, you don't want this for your son, nigga? Like, you... That's... He had no plans of having offspring. So, you... That's when you... He was like, nigga, after... Ain't no I, generational wealth with that one. Listen, that nigga had... That nigga tried to get rich quick. Um, And then... Like, I'm gonna be upset for people who don't keep up with the comic books though when Affinity War one and two come out and Oh they Is this your king? Man, first and foremost, <laughs> we like, if you don't keep up with the comic books, there is some there is something called a resurrection altar in Wakanda. Stay woke. Yeah. Secondly, Oh, Inf- Infinity War about to come out? Oh, Wakanda about to get all the way fucked up. And all y'all niggas who just hopped on this little Marvel MCU bandwagon, yes. y'all gonna be pissed. And when uh, Nakia and, uh, and T'Challa don't work out, and he's all of a sudden with Storm. And and, and Nakia low-key, one of them niggas coming from, um, we saying too much. We saying too much. I'm just saying. I just want y'all to Google the comic book. It will tell you. Listen, stay woke, stay. nigga. But all in all, that's great movie. Like, I actually hope that they just keep Black Panther. Because that's been my hot take. I was like, actually, if the Black Panther story could just stay 
here, and we don't, like, do anything past that. First and foremost, Black Panther made approximately $11 billion over the first two weekends. So you know for a fact where the Black Panther... $11 billion. If you want the actual numbers... (laughs) It's 700-something right now. (laughs) It was, like, 11... You said $11 billion. $11 billion. I said what I said. <laughs> they, nigga, every black person in the world has saw that movie at least twice. <laughs> I need to go again. Exactly. And so they've made so much money that you know there's going to be a Black Panther too. The question is, is A, who's going to be the main villain? Because there's a couple people that they could acquire. Again, if you read it the comments. It depends on when they bring Killmonger back. Or if. If they, they, they could. They, could, they, they can get, write that out. They, they I could, highly doubt they did, though. It depends on if, if they have Coogler directly, you know, who knows? But it's like it if they bring Killmonger back, if they don't bring Killmonger back, who's gonna be the main villain villain? There's a couple options. Nakia might be one of them. Stay woke. Stay woke. Um if they if if they get the rights to storm, the storm come in and fuck everything up for a minute, like we don't know. All of these things. But one thing I will say is this should show. Black, uh, Hollywood, if they don't know already, if you give us, if you give minorities movies that aren't us in, are us being slaves, or the help, or anything like that, you give us the shit we want to see, you will make money. Girls Trip made five times as budget. Straight Outta Compton made a million times as budget. Um, Get Out a million times as budget. Black Panther had a two hundred million had a two hundred million dollar budget. It's made seven hundred million and and it hasn't even opened in China or India yet. Cause when that, that's just about to open in China this weekend. Listen, Count on a Billy. It's gonna be a Billy in it three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie gets to two billion dollars. It's already right now one. It's the third. It's the third highest grossing Marvel film. And it's the first to not... It's the first to have the slowest decline in um, audience engagement in its second week. Ever. So, like, it's the third... It's already the third highest grossing Marvel film behind, like, the, I think the two Avenger movies, I want to say. And I'm just saying... Hollywood, I know, listen, if you give black people shit they want to see, if you give minorities shit they want to see that doesn't require us being slaves or a help or some other subservient position, we will go out and see it in droves. Just saying. Anything else on Black Panther? I know, oh, we forgot to mention your love for M'Baku. M'Baku Hive, stand up. But, okay, I have to say something. What? Okay. So, like, a lot of these men that have been in these movies, except for Winston Duke, I've never seen him before this movie. Um, Like, outside of this, I've never looked at them as attractive. Somehow, Black Panther managed to make a lot of black men who are not otherwise my type, my type. Now, Winston Duke, body-wise, that's my type. But him outside of Black Panther, I don't find him attractive. But him in Black Panther, I do. However, I see what the girls see about Michael B. Jordan now. I'm well, a part of well, the team. Well, part of it, part of it is um, just the way they shoot. It's like because Insecure also did this as well, where like they, sh- they darker colored skin has to be shot a certain way that can't be that you can't shoot darker colored skin and lighter colored skin the same. But a lot of directors and a lot of video video people and a lot of photography people don't don't know that and or don't give a fuck. So for people, you know, the minority this minority based films that have like minority filmmakers, minority directors, minority photography people know that and they study that. And so that's where the 
you know, kind of a difference in quality. Yeah, looks. What's his name in Insecure? He's way more attractive because of that show. Lawrence. Yes. Um. So, but mm-hmm. one thing I will and say. Then, oh, Trevante and Moonlight. Yeah. Is again another There's something to the lighting. Exactly, but the lighting of the lighting of darker skinned people in order in in like s- cinema has to be different than the lighting from fair skinned people. It's just, it's just similar to how make you're not gonna paint a light skinned person, a white person, and a, and a dark skinned person with the same shade, right? Like I'm, I, you know, I know that much about makeup at the very bare minimum, right? Same thing with cinema. You can't just put everyone under the same shade of lighting and expect them to be the same how, how they look. Hmm. Learn you something. That nigga. Ooh. Also, men, about, about Michael B. Jordan real quick before we move on. Why are y'all surprised that they are that that women who are lusting? Not this lusting. Even that viral tweet. That nigga. That nigga. Five nine. Little this plan and love anime. I thought y'all told me y'all ain't like that shit. Never in the history of ever has. Men or women not adjusted their standards when the person was fine. Let's be real. Just like niggas love saying they don't wife hoes. Great. But <laughs> but the same Let me not incriminate myself. But the same six women are getting passed around Hollywood every single by every single rap artist. Okay, okay, okay. Hell, let's break it down even. That's why niggas, I keep say, niggas, y'all, niggas love you saying you live your best whole life, you still get chose. If listen, niggas love saying that they're not wiping hoe, but the f- girl fine enough, you start making excuses like, man, am I really cool with that nigga? Man, she got, she, ain't nothing gonna be invited to the. Listen, so why are y'all surprised women do the same shit? <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> oh, talking about wifing hoes. Okay, so I met up with one of my guy friends today, um, and we were talking. He happens to know the guy that. Whatever. He knows the guy from the situation from yesterday, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he was like, never mind, I don't know her. I, that whole thought just went out the window that fast. Mid-thought. You okay, beloved? No, I'm not, actually. But, I mean. Okay. I'll be fine. Okay. But, yeah, that thought really did leave. Whew. Maybe I'll come back. Now, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to talk about... The Black China Safari League, or do you want to talk about Monique? I'm going to give you a choice. We're going to talk about both, but which one do you want to talk about first? Let's just get Black China Safari out the window. Okay, first and foremost, um, y'all do realize, leaking nudes slash video... VV illegal. Very illegal. Illegal as fuck. And, like, you can definitely get locked up over that shit. First and foremost, FYI. Secondly... I'm really shocked at Black China's skills. So I was listening to another podcast. Shout out C-A-A-P podcast. Well, C-A-A podcast. Anyways, they were saying, one of the dude, the host on there, he was like, I highly doubt her skills are that bad. She has, she got a Lamborghini out of a nigga. I highly doubt that, her skills That's are exactly that bad. what I'm saying. It was just like, like, she is known for finessing niggas. Ain't no way. She was just not in her zone that day. Like you know, even Jordan, even Jordan had an off game. And I feel like that day, Black China was just like, but, I don't know why you pulling out this camera. But my, that, that was my question. Usually, people, because it wasn't like it was like a hidden thing with the camera. It was like he hid the camera somewhere, and <laughs> she didn't know she was being recorded. She stared dead at the shit, so she knew she was being recorded. My thought process is like, if I know. 
I'm being recorded, even if she probably obviously didn't know it was going to be shown to the world, even in if it's just going to be shown between herself and that partner. What? I'm wilding the fuck out. <laughs> I'm giving it 110%. What if somebody pull out a camera? If if I know I'm being recorded, like... You got a sex tape? No. My ex has sent me flowers last week. We have a sex tape. He has it. Three years later, it still hasn't been leaked, so... I mean, because... Again, real niggas don't leak news, videos, sex. Like, you don't do that. Because, again, like, I'm, again, real niggas don't do that shit. Because, like, even if I don't fuck with you anymore, I'm not going to leak the shit because it just makes me look like a sucker-ass nigga. But my thought process is, like, if you know you being recorded, you're not going to go harder? You're not going to step up your game? You're not going to give it all you got? Because that shit looked awful. <laughs> he looked like he was just... Nah, but he he was enjoying that shit for the little bit that he was getting. That nigga talking about some push your head on the edge. Which, fire move. VV fire. VV. Stay woke. V. Nothing wrong with a little tea baggy. I can't speak from experience. VV fire, though. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off before you get yourself jammed up. <laughs> Anyways. But, so I'm like, ain't no way. Because, like, I'm, because I got real disappointed in Rob Kardashian after I saw the shit. I'm like, you let <gasps> this. Rob Kardashian is losing weight and starting to look fine again. Start on wear less and going out more? Ain't, mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't nothing like a breakup glow up, nigga. I swear to God. Whatever he doing, keep at it. Listen, I'm just like. He going to his therapist every week. But I'm like, I got real disappointed at Rob. I'm like, nigga, this finessed you out of... That's how I know she's better than this. Like, what the fuck? But she still got the body of an ant, so I decay what any man is seeing. And that's unfortunate. That's clearly body dysmorphia on her behalf, and she should see a therapist and see if she could get that reversed. I am victim shaming. I'm gonna stop. It's, but it's, now. But it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like her and Kim Kardashian had got the same same thing because they got the ass shots back when they didn't have no kids, and now they done had kids, and now yeah. and now the now the, the, the mom with two kids body, which is usually higher, is mixing with the fake ass shot body, and it's looking all types of fucked Droopy, up. Because Kim booty be looking droopy too. I'm just saying. It's, it's they need to figure out who uh, K. Michelle is going to and see if they can get an appointment as well. Listen, they need to figure out if black if, if black youngster will give him a booty as part of a, a, a booty a booty reduction, a booty giveaway with Dr. Miami. But I would think like, okay, since they're shots, what it is is like it's a mixture of different chemicals that creates the cells to overturn, which causes it to inject blah blah blah, all that good stuff. So even if you were to go get them quote-unquote, removed? Is this something that you have to do continuously? Like, Is there antidote to the booty shot? Because what it is is they've, they've basically modified the cells in your ass. Can you remodify them back? I, I don't know, but I want a lot of women to do it. Listen. That, what's that girl, Body by J, J Body, uh, whatever Listen. her name is, she just went and got her ass taken out. Listen, there's a lot of... It's the end of the ass era. Like, not... Like, clearly men love ass, but they're not... It's one of those things where I... It's, or, how about or, if you're not going to start with the ass shots, get the thighs done, too. 
because it gotta look at least somewhat real. I think it's the end of the unrealistic ass era. It's like, cause like at this point, niggas can You're shamed and niggas can tell. Niggas can tell. And it's just like women can tell too. I just don't niggas Stevie Wonder can tell. If you're still going, there's something to it. You have a issue, body dysmorphia issue where you feel like this is the only way to do it. And if that's so, I wanna be very Love yourself, boo. Yeah, but I want to step on this subject very carefully because clear, there's something more to it than what's this what's on the surface. Right. I just hope you all love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Don't get booty shots. So I'm gonna allow you to talk about Safari for a bit because you know we are an equal opportunity podcast, and I'm gonna allow you to touch on that because I refuse. It's a video. I know I don't have to say nothing. Y'all just go to Bonnie Chronicles and look at what Tammy said, and that's exactly how I feel too. Who the fuck? I don't know. Tammy Roman. Listen, and that's how I feel. One thing I will say, I will, I will, that's that on that. I will react to the reaction. It's so funny to see see y'all women backpedal like Deion Sanders in his prime, cause y'all was love calling that nigga corny. Bogus, lame. I don't know why Nikki was with that nigga for all them years. As soon as that shit came out, y'all was like, "I see why he corny. He could get away with it." <laughs> I've never spoken on Safari. I even went and checked my tweets just to make sure. I've never said anything on him except for outside of when he was like on Love and Hip Hop, and it was still like, it was just that one time when he was eating that chicken at the table. Like, I was like, "This is a funny ass nigga," but I've never because I did indifferent. But a, a lot of y'all women backpedal, backpedal rating 95. And I understand why y'all backpedal. But this one girl went on a, because another girl brought it up. She said, I, it's interesting to see the difference between how Safari's Nudes League versus Black China's. And I guess because, well, one, she didn't know how one was a sexual act versus the other one was clearly a video sent in a tent of expression. Don't send no dick pics. Women don't even want those most of the time. I don't know any woman that actually want a news sent to her. Unless it's your girlfriends, because girlfriends will send girlfriends nudes. Platonic nudes. Platonic nudes are a thing. I've never, you know, send me those girls. Um, I'm going to keep my comments to myself <laughs> on that. But I will say that part of it is because, again, again, when men are more visual than women, usually, as far as, like, how they receive pleasure also women are more artistic in photos in general they know how to when most women again not trying to generalize everyone because you take it from the n- niggas bottom, is, or <laughs> laying down or you get this one like this where it's above the head and he's like lean back I'm like nigga and every once in a while a video and then you're just watching a nigga jack off and you're just like okay listen again it's just women are more artistic and more creative as far as like how the of the presentation of themselves, whether it's nudes, racy photos, or just normal everyday pictures. Like women know their angles better. Women are just have a better presentation upon that. You know, it is what it is. Know your strengths. Know know yourself. Know your worth, nigga. Like that's all I gotta say. Um, but yeah, there's I mean, there's a there's a little bit of, there's a difference of reaction. I think part of that comes with you know, one is viewed as like exceeding expectations versus one is viewed as not exceeding expectations. I think that has something to do with it. Like, if I think if Black China was there giving, like, the, the, the sloppy-toppy 100% effort, I think there'd be a little bit of a different reaction. Or if Safari, you know, 
came up short, there would be a little bit of a different reaction. And two, I think it's just how we, I think it's how we, it's the way we see men versus women as far as like in that realm, in that space. Um, and I think that just is a combination factor as far as why we, why we, you know, view things differently in that level. Yeah, I agree. More of the story. Stop leaking shit. Go or, if you want to. or if y'all niggas are really getting your iClouds hacked, figure out some better passwords, figure out some better security measures, because how the fuck is everyone... I if my, my news are in my iCloud. You should figure that out. Well, I have a, one of those photo vault things that I keep on my phone. Same thing. They're in there. So they're probably not in the cloud. They're found on photo vault. Unless that photo vault has a cloud. I literally take them and I just don't send them to anyone. They just send them Which we discussed this and I was so confused by it, but we discussed this, I think, on the earlier episode. My, okay, the guy I was hanging out with, he was in my phone and some of them were in there and he was like, who are you sending these to? I said, literally, I take them for myself and I send them to no one. Again, I just we, I, we discussed this, so we're not going to totally rehash it. I, me, myself, I... Don't understand it. Don't understand it. It's but you know what? It's thing. not. But I was gonna say it's not for me to understand. It's, it's not like, my body. It's like you walking past your mirror before you put on your clothes after the shower, and then you see a glimpse of your body, so you grab your phone. And you're like, "Damn, I look the fuck good. Let me commemorate this." Bloop, and then you save it. And then maybe one day, if you decide to change your mind, you send it to somebody. Oh yeah. Also, if you didn't know, you definitely get recycled news, niggas. <laughs> Like if if you hit her, if 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 if, it, if the conversation turns to that and is there's no like a pause, it's recycled. This just accept, said, just accept it. The next time a nigga asks her to send her a picture that's not on Instagram and nobody else has seen, she said, "I'm gonna tell him to send me some money he ain't sent to nobody else." <laughs> like, of course, you find that funny because listen, I don't know we. Eh. Men have made me super exhausted lately. So women have made me super exhausted lately. Okay, we'll speak on it. Eh, eh, it's not. I don't give a fuck enough to speak on it. Yeah. But just some of y'all women, just women, help your sisters out and, and and help them be better people. What are you talking about? Just like in general, <laughs> like it's just one of those things. Where it's like. Like, be a good person. And I just. Women aren't good people? Some aren't. And I use some because, you know, niggas are sensitive. And this is like, just like I need niggas to help, I need men to help other men be good people. Just niggas, there's a lot of not good people. And the problem is, is when they (laughs) think they are. People know they've offended me. And then they try to backtrack and make me talk to them. That's, like, that's been the, the pattern this past week. Well, see, again, those are those are type of people who can't stand on what they say and don't stand on the consequences. If I've offended you, I will apologize if I actually give a fuck. But I won't try to make you talk to me because I know what I said and I accept the consequences of whatever I said because I stand by my word. I stand by my word forever. But also, there's a probably an 80% chance that it, whatever I said, I knew how you were going to take it when I said it. And if you feel, and if you felt some type of way about it, I 
personally don't give a fuck. And Ben, if you ain't got to talk to me, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not in the business of making anyone who don't want to speak to me speak to me. I know who I am. I'm, I know how good I am. I don't know how, who, who I need to be without other people's approval. So, there's that. All right, that's a group of people I have no interest in being around. Absolutely, 100, 100, 100. Let's talk about Monique, because that was a <laughs> spicy little thing. Spicy little topic. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like this? I don't know where your mindset is on it, but I would just like for it to be known that it came out today that Tiffany Haddish only got offered $800,000. So if we can't discuss that this is a issue within... T for timeout. I, again, rumors is that she got offered 800 for, like, cartoon voiceover work and not stand-up special work. So it's like... I saw it for the stand-up special work. I, I, again, like, again, we have very different timelines. That we have very, I saw... Car- I saw cartoon voiceover work, not stand-up special work. Which, if it's cartoon voiceover, apples and like oranges. Apples and oranges. If, if it's stand, it is, if it's stand-up, if, if it's stand-up, then you know we gotta we fair gotta game. fair game. Um, so again, I'm a. It's not spring yet. <laughs> you got one for like one day. Colin <laughs> already trying to hit you with a Mike Tyson double punch. Right? Like what the fuck? Well, no, I know that when that first wave of Paula hit, I'm 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 out I'm out of five thousand. This hurts. Maybe it's that stench from the little boys. Oh God, them yeah. niggas need to do better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Teach your kids personal hygiene, but um, all them kids look like hygiene is optional. And then I saw one thing in the like little fresh little uh, black owned uh, bomber. I'm like, you could buy, you could you could finesse the bomber, but you can finesse some old spice, my nigga. Like, <laughs> what are your priorities? Um, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the first step. You know, first t- uh, take on Monique. I'm gonna uh, let before you. Before t- we get into takes on Monique's, I'm just going to give you a time, a, a not completely all things said are accurate timelines of when things were said are not all accurate. Um, so, uh, Monique signs on to do Precious. The dealings of Precious, it was an independent film, so she only got paid $50,000 to do the film. The film or the promotion? Film. Goddamn. Film. So, after production of the movie is over, and this is where I'm not sure if she got the Oscar first or if the touring of... Uh, promotion happened. She had to get to tour. She, touring probably happened before the Oscar. Oscar. Alright, so when she went to tour for the film, she did domestic touring. Then the company requested that she would do the international... Kane, the Cannes Film Festival, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and she... Which, in order for her to do that, it was expected that she would pay out of pocket for this promotion. And because they were saying pay out of pocket, she said, I've done what my contract asked me of. I'm staying the fuck home with my family. I don't blame her because I'm not paying out of pocket to go promote a film. Y'all need me there to do that. And 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 again, I can agree with that because uh, there is one movie that Kevin Hart has a similar. They wanted him to do product or promotion for the movie on his Instagram, and he said he's not doing free promo for any of his films on his movie. So they renegotiated and paid him out to promote it on his Instagram. Okay, continue. But other now, there's something in her, whoever her agents are. She better get with CWA and figure it the fuck her, out. Her agent is her husband. No, her, no. 
Sydney is not her agent. Sydney is her manager. She needs to fire Sydney. She 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 needs to fire her whole team. Let's be real. We'll get there. Anyways, um, so then that's when the whole idea of Monique is is difficult, difficult to work yeah. with. Spearfired by spearheaded, I mean, by Oprah, which we can talk about her one day because I don't like how she treats black people. And it took me becoming an adult to realize that she, mm, it ain't all right there with that one. But her and Lee Daniels, which since then has come out that they did it be- behind her refusing to promo for free, which nigga, I would refuse to promo for free. I think, okay, so again, while I agree. I think from their side of things, it was like the difficult, the difficult to work because I mean, tech in definition that is being difficult to work with. It's just being difficult to work with for a cause. Does if that makes sense? Like definition. That doesn't make it difficult. And hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off this tweet that was retweeted because this is something, especially when with women who are not quiet on the things that don't seem wrong to that seem off to them. Um, Oh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, that's why I'm letting you. I'm letting you fire, fire the Drake off before I come. Before I come in, trying to be. So, a lady tweeted, "Have you noticed when you refuse to be disrespectful, people call you difficult?" Which is true. It's even a trope that is given to black men. CC Obama. And then Gabrielle Unit retweeted it and said, "I've noticed I've been called difficult when I'm asked for accountability." Now, there's also another tweet, but I'm not. That's too much to read. Okay, I'll read it. Um, young lady tweeted, I know my doubts come, sim- come simply from my fear of changes, but if only they do the justice to the character and cast, good black actress, not necessarily a famous one, who understand. Oh, never mind, never mind. No, backtrack, we're not doing that. Oh, oh, well, somebody, Roxanne Gay said a good black actress. Oh, this is about... Batgirl and how Roxanne Gay wants to do it and then people, mm, another black woman that's being shamed. Mm, whatever. Anyways, um, back to the topic of yeah, I was, I was, I was, You lost me for a minute. No, no, I, I didn't read it all the way through. I saw the top of it and I thought that was something relevant but it, it sort of is but it's not. Anyways, Mo, so then Monique wins the Oscar and then Monique gets to talk show with BT, which ends up getting canceled, I think, after, like, two seasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you really start to get pickup of her being this, quote-unquote, difficult person to work with. She ends up doing This Christmas, and I feel like, was did John Singleton direct that? I know it was a black director. I, I just I want, Maybe, was it Danny? Was it, was it? Was I know it? it wasn't Lee Daniels. No, it wasn't. No, I'm talking about, it was, is Danny Glover his real name? Or, Josh Gambino? No, Danny. I'm talking about old-ass Danny Glover. Oh, no. He didn't direct it. It's it's a traditional black director. I just can't remember if it was John Singleton or not. It was, um, not, it was somebody, but continue. Will Packer? No, nah, I, I think nah, it, it's more likely Singleton than Packer for this Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, so that <laughs> came out. She ends up doing that movie. Then she's been doing uh, independent comedy tours. Uh, Netflix went to one of her two of her shows. See, okay, so this is where this is so. So let me let me intercept. This is where I heard. So there's there's conflicting reports on who went to who, because some people are saying she went to Netflix. Other people are saying Netflix went to her. As per what was given in the 
email, what we can conclude is somehow, don't know who initiated, but Netflix was at her show, and then following the show is when the offer was put on the table. Now, who went to who first is the missing part. Because, because uh, again, one of, <laughs> one of my viewpoints is on this is like, if because it, it really depends on who went to who first. If, if Monique initiated the kind of a kind of an offer or kind of like a conversation, it's a, it's harder to be mad at the first offer they give you. If if you're and the one, I don't. I think people are caught up on her being mad at the first offer, but we'll get there. Well, 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 but that that's kind of that's kind of where it's like if you went to them, you can't. It's harder to be mad at the first offer they give you. It's, you know, counter negotiate blah blah blah. If they went to you and then they hit you, you know, with the with the with the offer. So here's another bit of piece of thing. it. Netflix has been circulating Monique's um, prison documentary when she went and did stand up at the prison. Mm-hmm. That, according to the numbers, is what sparked the conversation, whether it was... Right, right, right. That's what sparked the conversation. That's what sparked sparked the the offer, is the circulation she did off of that? Yeah. Okay. Because they... She didn't do it with them. She did it, and then... They picked it up. bulk rights, and they've been showcasing it. That's what sparked it. Now, who initiated? Okay. But that's because they've already known... They know her to be able to produce numbers on... That Enough they, numbers to to. That was the talking piece that that got us here to this one. Okay. So with the deal that Netflix gave her, they offered her five hundred thousand dollars, and the stip the biggest stipulation on the contract was that she would not be allowed to do any other work outside of the special for two to three years. I thought. See, see again, wording matters. <laughs> things matter. So again. Again, what I read about that was she could do other work. She just couldn't use any of the jokes that were on the special for two years. It was like for two years, and then the third the, the third year, if she wanted to do other work, Netflix had what's called the last right of refusal, meaning that like you can get. You can get another, you know what I'm saying, offer, another, another bag from like HBO, Showtime, whatever else, but you have to you have to ha- allow Netflix that last right of like, do y'all want this shit or not? Before Be- signing. Befo- before signing any other thing. And if Netflix says they want it, you gotta go with them. So now, again, I agree. That like, because people, again, people hear the number and they think it's just a, 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 a lump sum drop-off payment, when it really, again, because the, the, the terms of that has been confirmed, when it's really, think about it, it's 500K for pretty much like two and a half, three years. So it's really like 166000 per year. To an Oscar winner. But the reason I don't like that term, because I get it, I'm not taking away her Oscar. Her Oscar wasn't one in stand-up comedy. It was one in like a serious drama Action. It was a, ser- a serious drama film versus a comedy stand-up. It's like, yes, you still have an Oscar at the end of the day. No one's. I'm not. I'm. I'm not the one that's going to shit on Monique's resume. But if we're taking, if we're taking uh, like film success and stand-up success, Chris Rock should get paid less because none of his films ain't ain't been hitting for but, what his comedy does for what his comedy does that's but, that's my be, thing. but the mirroring of his comedy and his his film production or film and tv resume 
allows him to... Because, again, 90% of his films have also been comedy. Like I he... just find this entire conversation to be interesting that a lot of people... It's like, it, it is more prevalent when it's a woman that the argument of whether she is... And I just, I don't know what the missing piece is between people recognizing that. Like, when a woman is put in this position, the the, the amount of people who will go to bat to say, like, she is undeserving, and this person said this about her, and then you find out this is a rumor, and then this person said this, and that's not actually true, and then you find the stipulations of the contract, and you're looking at that, and as a woman, and most women who have been bearing witness and having an opinion on this situation, it's like, all right, like, based off of what I'm reading based off of knowing how hard it is for me in society, like, I'm standing with Monique. Now, am I boycotting Netflix? No. And do I think she should have ever said boycott boycott Netflix? Me, personally? No. That was one of those... She got, got like, her head... Not her head hyped up. It's more... Honestly, though, like... But the thing is, like, maybe if she would have came out with all this other stuff, like, I wish the, the, the tour of interviews came before her just coming on the internet but I honestly the tour of interviews wouldn't have happened without but to yeah it's a, it's it's a chicken like the, it was so like and nobody knew where it was coming from yeah. she just came out and was like I love us for real you know, and you're just like I mean it turned into a sensational viral joke but then you afterwards you learn all these things that are put up against her and you're just like okay I'm still not, boy- not <laughs> boycotting but you deserve more. And I think, okay, so here's my, here's a couple things I have a comment on. One, she got to fire her. Her team is not doing her it's any her favors. It's her husband. It's her husband. And, and her, I get it. You love daddy. I get it. But, like, her, when I say her team, yeah, her husband, whoever, her husband, her, husband, her manager, or whatever, ain't doing her no favors. Because a lot the of the rumors. Thing, the only uh, one that made, like, that I was like, oh, he's a good person. It was during the Breakfast Club interview. Every time they tried to say something, here comes Sydney in the back. Ah, actually, I have, uh, I have, I have the records right here. I'd like to go on air. Say, let's, let's say this straight, you know. Because a lot, a lot again. Oh, and it's I'm... fuck Charlemagne. It's been fuck Charlemagne, and I have reasons that I could. Whew, we could talk about it, but it's fuck Charlemagne, Leonard. Listen, we'll talk. We'll... My homeboy said that. Don't be surprised when he transitions like like um, Bruce did to Caitlyn. Yikes. Yikes. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yikes. <laughs> um, anyway, but back to what I was saying a little bit. Um, first of all, she got she to gotta get a new team around her, partly because a lot of the rumor well, she was difficult to work with is more so as like the, that package deal of her and the husband manager and the agent is like that it's like is that is the thing that's causing this secondly and while yes women get underpaid all of these things but it's but trying to compare your situation or anyone's situation to Monique's situation is a little different because of the nature of the businesses where in show business comedy all of that if there's a if like it's a relevancy plus resume and and relevancy is is very subjective. So the authors are oftentimes subjective as well versus in normal everyday corporate America culture is just resume. And you can play and you can stack resumes against each other and see who's more qualified. That's the first thing. Secondly, and I think from what most of the argument 
I saw. And, 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 and again, Twitter is not a best place for these type of conversations because these type of conversations need details and context that you can't get in Twitter's character limit. I didn't see any... Most people, like, agreed Monique should be paid more than the 500K she was offered, especially when the the trickle-down details of the actual contract came out. I think the, the argument... And one thing I was trying to, like, focus on is, like, okay, for everyone who says, like, Monet should be paid more, where what number are you giving her? And it's like, what number are you giving her? And so, and that was what my whole focus was. And so, for me, again, I put this out on Twitter. I'm putting this out here. Like, we're going off numbers. So, now, D. Ray Davis was giving my Netflix approximately $3 million for his stand-up with, with, with what I am assuming is similar con- similar contract wording, which is, you know, Venocopy for two years or, you know, ven- no same jokes for two years plus probably that last right of refusal. Monique should definitely get more money than D. Ray Davis. Like, that shouldn't be a question. Monique should definitely get more money than D. Ray Davis. Um... She should probably get the same amount of money or more money than a 2018 cracked out Cat Williams. It's, that nigga's still doing drugs, ain't he? And they offered him what? F- was it five million? I, I, I don't want to be wrong. I, I don't know. He got the, a couple of million. It, it put it like this: If D. Ray Davis getting three, Cat Williams probably getting four to five. And it's just. And so again, so again, like again. If D. Ray Davis is getting three, Cal Williams is getting four to five. Monique- and there's no reason that Monique should. And then, but okay, so say you add in that two to three year stipulation at five million, considering that she has had difficulty being working, she's basically been blackballed by Hollywood. It's hard to argue that. Like, she should everyone. Yeah, everybody at that point would be like, "Girl, take the five. Right, but when you're offering five hundred k, and for somebody who has her resume. And yeah, like it's one of those things where I think again, I'm speaking, I'm I'm speaking off of what I saw in my own personal opinion. I don't think the majority of the argument ain't about ma- Monique should have took the 500k. I think what happened afterwards, like so, it's like a lot of people can't agree. Like, okay, she deserves more money. Most people were like, I don't know how much, but 500k ain't it. And then the argument after that, when she, you know, people started rehashing, like she's been blackballed, she's difficult to work with. Then it turned into another. It was more so argument of the angry black woman trope and that's where like saturday because uh for i didn't speak on any of this i was like oh no i definitely muted the word monique until oh. saturday because it just popped back up and i think it was, it was random. after it was, it was after that the breakfast club interview oh yeah it was look. like for a couple of days and then that's when i was like y'all have got to fucking be kidding me like all the things that I just listed, there is no way you're seeing this and then being like, that woman doesn't deserve more. And then people are like, no, with her badass attitude, she don't deserve shit. And it's and just I, like... and I. But, the again, I think the problem is, the problem that I think some people have with Monique trying, again, attaching her own personal struggle struggles to the larger narrative is that there is documentation of... Her specifically, legitimately being difficult to work with, like besides the whole like you know pay to promote, but other other arenas. Put it like this: if it was only Oprah and Lee Daniels that said the shit, we wouldn't have believed it. But it was it's 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 become a thing, and I'm one I'm of the opinion that where there's smoke, there's fire in a lot of cases. 
Like, and, and there was enough smoke on Monique and her husband, that tandem, being difficult to work with, that you you tend to just, okay, every everyone ain't just going to make this up. Um, so there's that. Okay, so back to what, back to my, because my whole thing was like, okay, put a price on it. Put a price on it. So, if D. Ray Davis got 2.5 to 3 million and Cat Williams got 5, she should probably get at least for at least 2018 Cat Williams money, if not a little bit more. And so then when Tiffany Haddish got brought into the picture, because again, people were like, it's about relevancy versus resume. And we know Tiffany Haddish is way more popping right now than Monique is. Let's keep it a hundred. You know, off of off she got she's getting Super Bowl commercials, she's getting placements, she's getting all of these different things. She's like if you argue Monique is more popular right now than Tiffany Haddish, I would like, stop. We we would have nothing else to talk about. So in my opinion, if we're going off of that, Tiffany Haddish probably commands more for a stand-up special. Now, the 800 k that she reported to, she's reported to be given, there's some confusion on whether it's a cartoon voiceover work or is it a stand-up special. Now, even if Tiffany Haddish is getting 800 k and D. Ray Davis... But even is, Tiffany Haddish is getting 800 k for her... her um... <laughs> I'm sure you want to separate the two. Um, I don't. I don't know. The reason why I separate is because I don't have other price points on cartoon voiceover work. I just feel like she I, should still get paid more than eight hundred k. I don't. I, I, I. The only reason I'm not agree, fully agreeing with you is because I don't have other price points on who other people got paid for voiceover work. I don't have enough. Like I don't have a price point on that. So for all I know. Shit, maybe is that the going rate? I don't know. But yeah, if I'm Tiffany Haddish, if if the deal ain't got a million plus in it, I ain't signing the shit personally. But T- Tiffany Haddish should probably will probably command more than Monique and then the Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, even though Amy Schumer is not funny at all to me, but she's funny to her she's funny to her audience. I need to know who our audience is. White talk. women. You white women. I'm <laughs> proud of you for stopping yourself because even though I don't like the, the colonizers. White women and some white men and like the same women, people who watch Girls from Lena Denham, that's her audience. And she has proven to have a very, very strong audience. Taylor Swift fans are, are, are her audience. Those type of motherfuckers. That's her audience. Don't no one that we hang out with on a regular basis find her funny, <laughs> and she also has negative lips. How do you how do how do you have negative lips? She look like Nerma. I'm not gonna get into what she look like because that's body shaming. That's body shaming, and she is a recently married woman who deserves to have her time and her happiness, even though I don't <laughs> choose to support her career. She look like Triple H. Sorry, she looked like the gay. Um, but like, and so that's where I would plot. I would put her now. In general, black black. Oh my god! Okay. Oh oh oh! Go go! You all right? Yeah. No, but remember how earlier I said I had a thought. We'll revisit at the end of it because it's gonna all wrap into this one thing that I want to read off before we leave. So just give me five to ten minutes. Okay, beloved. Um. But yeah, in general, yes, we understand that there's a there's a wage inequality with black people and especially black women. It's just one of those things. But I think one thing that it still you still really smells bad in here. I'm sorry. But one of those things. Those kids. Keep going. 
one of those things I think we had a disagreement about is like, because a lot of people, myself included, brought Viola Davis and Tracy Ellis Ross into this because they also... That's what pissed me off. It was like, because it, it played into that hope, not necessarily you, but when people were bringing up the arguments, like Viola Davis is this Academy Award winner and she's won Emmys and she's critically acclaimed and she has a TV show and, and she deserves to say things about her pay discrepancy. And then Tracy Ellis Ross is on this TV show and she deserves to say things and she had a famous mother and which even when she came out and said something about her pay discrepancies I thought it was funny that some people were bringing up like she has a famous mother so she deserves more pay but then when she came out and said it the, the very same people were like she has a famous mother why is she asking for more pay she been good her whole life and I'm just like I, I, I again look how y'all be shifting I ain't seen none of that Only, I know our, our TVLs are very, very different. Um, but it was just interesting that people would use those arguments about these two women who they're so lame and Viola Davis is called the Black Meryl Streep, which, excuse me, we're not going to call her the Black Meryl Streep because Viola Davis is too busy being Viola Davis. Thank you. But it's just like there's no difference. When somebody recognizes that they aren't being paid fair, they have all their rights to say it, no matter what you think their relevance is, they understand that there is something here. There's discrepancies in how I'm being paid compared to people in my field, and I deserve to speak up and say something about it. I think people understand. People misunderstand what freedom of speech means. So I agree with you. People have the right to say whatever they want. I also have the right to react however I want to their, to whatever they say. You know, that's that's one of those things that freedom of speech works both ways. It's like, look, yes, you have a right to say whatever I want, so do I. Like, it, there's consequences that come with that. And I'm not saying, like, if a consequence could be a lot of people just calling you stupid, whether you, you, you say some bullshit or not. The, part of freedom of speech is other people having the right to call you a dumbass if you say some dumbass shit. But I think the argument is is who is those who are viewed as essential versus those who are viewed as replaceable. And with Viola Davis and pretty much everything she acts in, Tracy Ellis Ross with pretty much everything she acts in versus they are viewed as essential. Like you're not gonna go out and replace Viola Davis with just any old body. You're not gonna go out and replace Tracy Ellis Ross with just any old body. The perception is that with Monique, for example, if Mon- if you can replace Monique with somebody else, is that fair? I don't know. I didn't want to speak on it, but that's the perception. I think that's why the reaction is different when all three say, like, look, come meet my check. That's where the reaction is. But to kind of wrap everything up, Monique should have been paid more. Especially because Netflix out here running the goddamn cartel for all the money they offering people. They offered, they offered fucking some dude. I don't think. What was I've, it? One hundred twenty-five million. Three hundred. Three hundred. Wasn't it? Uh, what's the dude that I does? Know. Um, I know who you're talking. That damn dude who does all that show on FX. The the COVID show. AHS. Oh. That nigga. Ryan. Whatever his last name is. But they also, but also Netflix all has offered hefty bags to Shonda Rhimes and. Ava, I'm a fucker. Ava Duvernay. Ava Duvernay, I don't know. Her 13th. Not only 13th, but just in general. They offered, like, they both offered, both of them, like, production bags, pretty much, like, damn near blank checks, like, look, do whatever you want, we got you type shit. 
we've, so we've offered some substantial bags to women of color as well. But uh, they off it's it's like Netflix is printing money. They're not. They're operating at a Somebody loss. They said Netflix in the basement printing money. They need to quit playing and come out with some more. No, but they're off. But they're they Netflix is operating is operating at a deficit. Like it's a, it's it's a known fact. Netflix is operating at a deficit. They're just trying to operate at a deficit long enough to that they can kind of become your new cable provider, <laughs> for real, for real. And they basically are, because let's be honest, I don't, I don't really watch TV, but I will get on um, um, what you call it? It's called Netflix and chill, not cable and chill. Just saying. <laughs> Fuck around, get your back blown after the pay the full movie. <laughs> Carvana, there it is. <laughs> Email your availability. Uh, any of any of thoughts on money before we get off that? Um, uh, no, I would rather I would move on. Also, the Cavaliers are currently losing to the goddamn Brooklyn Nets. I hate you niggas so much. Anyway, I just had to. I checked ESPN and I saw that, and the Brooklyn you Nets are trash. Told me all those little changes they made would make them good. It did for, like, two and a half games. These niggas acting a goddamn fool, and they about to piss me off, because here's the thing. We're probably going to end up winning, but I know my cats. They see shitty teams, and they just don't try. It's really weird. Um, okay, so next up, um, you want to talk about relationship versus friends and what are the boundaries between the two? Relationships versus friends. Okay, so I'm just going to be super. I mean, I found out that none of the niggas I talk to listen to the show because they will text me and say, what's he, send me a link. And it's literally sitting in my Instagram bio. And everybody knows the name of the show. So if you haven't found it, it's because you're lazy. Not because I need to give you. Nigga, you better give them a link anyway so we can get these, get these damn listens. F- nigga, f- fuck what you talking no. about. You know what? It's crazy. This is so irrelevant, but relevant. Like, I, I've had a lot of epiphanies. When I date men, I don't, I separate a lot of me from, I ain't gonna be in no relationship no time soon because I don't let men in my life. But mostly with my career. I do not talk about my work with men. I don't. I'm not interested. You, I just, I'm at work. See you when I get home. Talk to you later. And I don't like texting them all day. I'm more of a like, hey, I made plans. And I'm like, all right, I'm there. Continue. <laughs> I'll get there. That's irrelevant. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, no, I'm not because I've this has worked to me and I just separate. If they find it, you find it. If you don't, I'm we just, need these listens, beloved. I'll find different listens for every guy that I date and they ask me for a link, I'll send it to somebody else. How about that? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, but uh, re- go back to relationships versus friends. Boundary okay. Thing. So last time we recorded, I got a message from a friend telling me something about um, this guy that I previously fucked because I wouldn't say that we dated. Have you ever heard that? Well, I mean, at this point, whatever, we'll get there too. So she sent them to me. It was about him saying something about me to somebody else and then she relied it back to me because her man is friends with him. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. The next day was Valentine's Day. He says something to me. So I just text him back like, hey, so I heard I'm always in another guy's face because that's the premise of, well, that is what she told me. And he said, happy Valentine's Day. So I text back. So what happened from this was she got mad at me because she was out to dinner for Valentine's Day, which... In retrospect, I get that. For me, I was single. I wasn't thinking that. I 
I'm a source person, especially when it comes to men. I like to, if I hear something, I'm taking it back to you. My homeboy, Ronnie, we were linking up today, and he said that's my issue because I don't know how to make things light. I'm very matter-of-fact if I hear something. I just, what was it? Um, so that's what made me spark and text you and be like, well, you should talk about boundaries because as a friend, should she have texted that to me? As her friend, should I have waited to say something to them? And the fact that her significant others is friends with this guy that I dated. Like, what are the boundaries on a situation like that? And now as him and I are not rediscovering each other because I feel like it would require more conversations and he doesn't have conversations, which is placed back into communication matters. And me being the type of person that I am where I will take what I can out of this until my feelings are too much and I'll just disappear. I never said I'm the greatest. I'm just working every day at being better. Um, what would you do in a situation like that? Look, there's been time, there's been a couple times where, like, again, not with girlfriends, but, like, people that my people have been involved in, um, that if they said something that I've had to let that person know, and there's pe- they've let me know some things. It's more so it's like, it's like, it's like a, hey, a heads up. Um... Okay, so story time. This one woman, um, who also was first off messy because she tried to holler at me and two of my homies, like, and thought we weren't gonna all, like, compare. Not compare, like, compare notes, like, and it was just like, shorty, you know better, because it wasn't like it was like distant homies that, oh, you didn't know that, like, we rolled together, nigga. We all three showed up at the, the same shit multiple times together, like. It was one of those, it, it, got, it was a point where, like, if you saw me, you saw one of the other two. Just a silly little person. Ooh. Silly little, silly little person. You see, I stopped myself. You know what that is? Getting better. Growth. Oh. Um, but, like, she, at one time, she was kind of, like, she, like, like, kind of invited me to something. But she was just, like, don't tell your friend. And I was, like, mind you, I'm just, like, Oh no, you've already fucked my friend because he's told me this. So what's going on here? And so me, again, because I'm not gonna have my nigga out here looking stupid for any reason. I share I share that with him. I'm like, just so you know, sure you said this. And then when I and I know who he is as a person, and he asked me, he was like, look, if I confront her about this, is that gonna is this gonna fuck up anything that you may have or is or is trying to have with her i'm like i don't care because if you mention it she's gonna know it came from me fuck it and so it happened and then the next time i saw her after that she know she she just she ignored you know did the whole ignore me thing i'm like okay all right cool whatever because clearly you got back to her clearly got back to her and i'm like i again like i said earlier i said what i said you're not gonna beat my ass and if you get offended by it 80% of the time, I knew you were going to get offended by it. I still don't give a fuck. Point blank, period. So, in, in in general, now we're going back to a general term, If it, 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 it depends on the level of friendship that you have with somebody. But if we are, like, friends like that, like, if you my nigga, like, I fuck with you the long way. If you hear some foul shit about me, nigga, yes, tell me. Tell me. Flat the fuck out. And go ahead. 
I was just gonna say though, but don't be funky when I bring it back to source, cause I'm always gonna bring it back to source. It might not be on your time. And granted, in this situation, I was I said sorry. She did. I don't know what was fine. Sometimes things take time away from each other for you guys to you know be back in good places, good graces. But don't be funky when I bring it back to source, cause best believe I'm taking it right back to that person. Uh, and okay, so yeah. But also, me and my friends generally have an agreement because, like, I will ask, like, yo, if I confront so-and-so about this, you good with You cool? I, like, and even if you, because I didn't, I never. We did. That's the thing. Her and I had a conversation. I was like, I should say something. But then it would, back to how I say things very, because I said, oh, so nigga, I'm always in another nigga's face. That's what I heard. And she said, you can't text I like that stuff. So I sat on it for a day, and I texted him, and I said, um, so I hear I'm always in another guy's face. That's not any better, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figured if I took out nigga, it made it better. No, because, like, if, if, if that's the case, niggas can do that with, with bitch and female, and it doesn't work. That's doesn't what work. Ronnie told me today. He was like, it wasn't any—and he was like, but you have an issue with this. You, you when you want something— to be repeated to you from the person who said it, you confront them in a very, I don't care what you actually said. I don't care if it's the truth or not. I just want you to know that I know something was said. So anything after that is like, what are they defending themselves for? Because in the back of my head, when I'm, if I get to the point of I'm confronting somebody, in the back of my head, I'm like, what are you going to do, fight me about it? I guess we're going to be fighting. Look, so again, I, me and my people, they don't have a conversation like, Cause I like look if I say if I say something to shorty, like is it gonna affect what you got going? Do you care? Generally they say no because if they did care they wouldn't tell me, which is a different issue. But also at the end of the day it's like look, you know what I'm saying? Like, is somebody you, talking about you? You want them to stop talking about you? And it's also one of those things because like especially in this city, is this in this city you know who people's friends are, so it's like you talking to something you know it's gonna get back to me. Like you know, like you know, do you know? And so don't play stupid. And that's the thing. Motherfuckers like, love playing stupid. I haven't heard from him in a while, and a part of me was like, "That nigga said that shit," so it would get back to me. Like part of me felt like, "Nigga, there was no reason for you to even bring up my." We haven't talked in months. No reason for you to just wildly be bringing up, especially saying some shit like that. Because if you and I aren't talking, chatting, whatever, unless you have some like feelings that are still, you know, there. You there's no reason to even bring me up. And yes, I think sir. I gave you the context of why. Yeah. And I, I told you, I told you when we first talked about it, nigga, it's mind games. And only way if the game is rigged, only way you win is if you don't play. <laughs> Point blank. Well, I played. I lost. <laughs> Again, because the game's rigged. The game's rigged. Yeah. But like more little story. A, I was always taught if, if you can't say it to a nigga face, don't say it to somebody back. First and foremost. If you, you know what I'm saying, if you go talk, if you talk behind somebody back, you better be able to say it to that person's face. Stand on your word. Secondly, if you talk to somebody who you know know me, it's going to get back to me. And if it doesn't get back to me, I'm going to question them. I think one of the things that Fabulous said is like, is he, he said something. He was like, don't tell me what people say about me. Tell, tell me, me what, what you said back. No, it's or, not even that. It's like, don't tell me what people say about me. Tell me why they feel comfortable telling you. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just so... Keep, yeah. keep that on the humble. Um, next, what else we we gonna talk about? Uh, I think there was another part of it. When do you tell someone that you're, that se- you're dating other people? Yeah. 
I know. I usually don't tell people. It's just assumed. Because I assume. I assume they are, so I assume. My my thought process, and maybe this is why I'm always jammed up, is in the back of my head, I always think I am single until you say I'm not. I'm single until we have a conversation that I'm not. Now, I got jammed up the last time because this nigga talked about some you mind, so I started moving in a more you mind way, and I should have been moving in a I'm still single type of way. Because did you have that kind of, Okay. Well, so here's my thing. That was a <laughs> Here's my thing. Again, I move. I move similarly. Like, look, because I don't. I don't do the whole. Oh, if you do this, we go together. Shit. No. The only thing that says we go together is if I say we go together. Like, and then when I say it, you got to say it back. And then, okay, we it's established that we go together. Otherwise, we just doing what we doing. Our time together is our time together. Our time apart is our time apart. Like and, the, and it, that is what it is, so I I hate these people like oh if you do X Y and Z you my boyfriend now if you do X Y and Z you my you my girlfriend now no the fuck I'm not especially because I'm generally a nice person especially the people who I have some sort of feelings for I'm not gonna treat you just flat out dirty like even if we just fuck it I'm not just gonna like treat you like shit maybe I should because maybe you that will cut some of the confusion off of these of these people's minds like oh like he asked me if I was hungry like cause like I'm not gonna invite you over to my house and I know I'm about to get food and not at least think do you want something cause I was taught as rude to eat in front of a motherfucker so again communicate First and foremost. Secondly... So maybe maybe we're doing it wrong and we should be telling people, like, hey, I am seeing... But it's one of those things where, like, I think I'm moving I'm moving away because the status quo is single. So the person who wants to change the status quo has a responsibility to communicate as such. Like, the status quo is single. That's... Um, so, because if we're moving in this dating culture, the status quo is I'm single. That's why you're supposed to tell somebody if you have a girlfriend. You're supposed to tell somebody if you have a wife. You're supposed to tell somebody if you have a husband, if you have a baby daddy, all that shit. To, because the status quo is I'm single with minimal obligations and attachments. That's the status quo. Anything that differs from the status quo needs to be known. Like, you don't, you don't ask... If if you ate at McDonald's, you don't ask if your Big Mac has cheese on it. That's the status quo is that it has cheese on it. If you don't but, want cheese on it, you let people know. Okay, assumptions makes an ass out of you and me. So, so that's why if you want to change the status quo, you then you start asking. Because if you want us to be something more than just kind of two doves passing in the wind, or if you want to like... For whatever you, whatever standard you place on whatever action that you want to have with me, <laughs> I really in the I'm, the more I've been talking today, the more I'm like, damn, there is something that's me. I have a business mindset to everything. Austin and I, shout out to you, Austin. We were talking the other day at the gym, and we were saying how like the parallels between our viewing our parents' relationships. My parents will be married 30 years, but there is something to their marriage which is unique to something that they've been able to move through and make blah, 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 blah. Whatever is working for them. But how their marriage has played out is, like, everything I've seen about it is everything that I don't want to the point now where I'm like, I don't know. I don't 
yes, like my my decision on not wanting to be married is partially based off of my parents' marriage. Yes, I have grown up around marriage my entire life, whether it was my parents or those of family members or those in the community that I've grown up with. I don't know that many divorced people or single parents. Me, mom, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> and for me, I've seen all types of facets of of marriage, but I'm still like, damn, I just. Well, it's part. I mean, part of it. I mean, we no, we. we how we're raised is influences what we want, right? I mean, and not only what we want, but how we react to shit. But so, me and me and Austin were talking about it. It's like, well, do I care about love or status? Or no, that's not the word we use. And I wish I could remember the word. I know I'm getting it wrong, but stability, love or st- stability more. I knew it started with us. And Austin and I were talking about it, and I was like, I think I prefer stability more than love but i also said this on twitter i said my inner my internal discourse is so ongoing that i know it's easier to remain single right now while i figure out who and what i want i don't know okay so i know uh, let what me, companionship but i don't know what companionship so like. so let me finish the thought i had and then i'm gonna touch on yeah, that yeah, thought. That's, yeah yeah i got a lot to so we got 40 minutes all right we got 30 minutes we got time <laughs> and we gonna give y'all a little extra because we missed a week, so we are gonna give y'all a little extra. <laughs> we are gonna show we gonna show love. So so okay. Again, st- this, whoever wants to change the status quo is required to say something. So also, if in the status quo could be not, and that doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be if you want to fuck me, but you want to make sure I don't have a girlfriend first. You it's the requirement of you to make sure I don't have a girlfriend first before you fuck me because my is sta- this something that could be sent via text? What? Hey, nigga, I know we just fucked. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, are we just fucking? Can I send that? If you, but my, let me answer that. It, it's, it's not a one more answer, but let's it, it, put it like this. So if you don't, some, because some people don't care if that other person has a significant other to fuck. So they don't ask because they don't, even if you said, yeah, I got a boyfriend, they're not going to care. Some people do, some people don't. So if you care about that qualifier or whatever qualifier it may be before you have sex with somebody or before you get into a relationship with somebody, because you care is your job to ask. Like, because again, a lot of niggas have, a lot of people have other significant others and will still fuck you because they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't, they, that's, that's not part of their calculus of giving a fuck. But if it's part of your calculus of giving a fuck, you should make sure that you do your research or you ask the question. Now, if, now if somebody lied to you, somebody lied to you, and you can't you can't force anyone to tell the truth, but you can at least be like, I asked the question. So, if you if you want to know, like, okay, we just had sex, am I still free to explore other things with other people or not? If you want to make sure that's clear, you ask. If you don't care if it's clear or not, and you're going to do whatever you want to do regardless, then you don't ask. But can I send this in a text? Can I hit that nigga up and be like, hey? You can You can choose whatever. I I, but I am. You can choose whatever form of communication works for you. Now, a lot of things can be misconstrued through text because you can't tell people's voice, voice inflections, body language, none of that shit. So a lot of shit can get mixed up in the text, which is why people recommend hard-ass conversations had face-to-face or at I'll least over the phone. i with the an emoji. You scat fuck. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? Why? 
Thank you for your dick, sir. Thank you for your services. Quick question. Was that a one-time deal? Are you... I'm just trying to avoid bookings. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, No, Joseph. I really have commitment phobia. I'll just keep going to my therapist. Don't worry. But, but again, like, it's one of those things. Like if, you, if you have an issue with the status quo or if you want clarification on a modifier that affects your viewpoint on any action, whether it's fucking, dating, relationship, whatever, you have a requirement to ask. Point blank, period. Now, going back to what you said as far as, like, you don't know what you want. I had a conversation with this young lady, um, and we kind of talked about, okay, like, what do you want? Now, this is purely platonic because, like, me and her aren't fucking, haven't fucked, and probably will never, will fuck. But it's purely platonic. But it was like, okay, so, like, I was like, you probably don't even know what you want. She was like, honestly, I don't. But I, she was like, I know what I don't want, and that helps me move. That That's how I feel. And so, and, and, and one of those things was like, because, you know, you hear, I don't know what I want. He's like, oh, this bitch. Like, you know, like, this person, like, oh, this motherfucker. Like, but it's like, if you know what you don't want, you actually have more freedom in moving in the state and culture because you are not expecting anyone to fit a mold. You just, it's like a negative mold. It's like, it's like painting the negative spaces. It can be whatever you want. You the just, picture it still turns out beautiful. You just don't necessarily know what it's going to look like yet. That's how I've been navigating. And I think I was having guilt behind it, though, but I'm like, maybe I shouldn't feel guilty. It, and honestly, when, when she broke it down... It made sense because we all have our deal breakers. Maybe we're not. Maybe that's like maybe that's one of the keys to life. Like you're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to have it figured out. You're just supposed to know when to say no and then keep saying no because you'll just keep come. You'll stumble upon the person that fits that. That not just the person, just the the, 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 the idea of like okay, I this person or this idea of this lifestyle that I'm having. You, then you don't try to make things work. You just you just know what doesn't work and you avoid what doesn't and you work. You avoid what doesn't work. Which, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Which is <gasps> Bitch! Y'all getting this knowledge? Oh. Break it down for these niggas. These niggas these niggas getting some fucking learn and some knowledge, some truth today, boy. Cause like, and again, that's why I always say Y'all need to communicate what y'all want in, or, or what y'all don't want in any or what y'all expect in any given relationship. Because we had this many Twitter conversation as far as like, you know, because we spun the Twitter wheel, Twitter wheel and landed up on cooking for people. And I know how you feel about cooking, so we're not even going to get into that with you. But it's one of those things where it's like... I don't it, cook, niggas. It's one of those things where it's like on both sides of the coin, if y'all come to the table as, on what you expect or what you don't want or what you do want... <gasps> So, yeah, that's if, if, like, if, if you people come to the table with that from jump, then people can choose whether or not to, to, to go that route or go a different route. Where people get fucked up is when they don't, don't. communicate that and then they find themselves getting finessed on either side of the coin. And now they're like, well, shit, I'm paying. All these years, it could have been so much more simpler because people tell you, like, okay, but hear me out, okay? Like, I, I think I, I would get so much more simpler, but continue. <laughs> Swear to God, it could have been... Okay, so hear me out, right? So a lot of times, especially with women, when you have negative attributes, quote-unquote negative attributes, usually your nose, people tell you don't speak on those, but remove yourself when you don't. You don't know how somebody's going to react when you tell them, like, I don't want this, I don't like this. And a part of what we do is we don't tell people these things 
in the hopes that they just and, prove us wrong. And then when they do those things, you get Angry. extra, extra pissed. But it's like you, it, you work in extremes at that point because you never told people like these are. It's not having an expectation of you doing it. It's just letting you know like. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. And my thing is, it's like it's like bitch. it's like giving a nigga a test, but not telling him how he's going to be graded on it. And that's where the real issue lies: is giving people a test when really it's just standing firm in who you are, not to build an expectation of them meeting it, but saying, "I'm letting you know from where I'm coming from, these are not things that I like or I'm okay. These are my no's. So maybe like." But that would make communication so much easier because it's not because, an expectation. Because it's just then, if you if if I, if if I give you if oh, I give man. you if I give you the shit I'm not gonna I'm not going for or I'm not trying to do I I, I give you the I give you the autonomy and the choice to allow you to be like I'm either with it or I'm not with it. And if and you're not with it, that's fine. Me, I don't waste my time. Responsibility is to leave once my nose are being tested. But when you don't communicate your nose and you have this expectation of them meeting the opposite of your nose, that's where we usually get fucked up. Me, particularly, this is, this is where I always get... I, I suck. 110% I suck at communication. I get very anxious. It's more so when I'm in dealings of relationships, I get anxious. It builds this feeling on my chest. It has to do with the past abusive relationship and how I was raised. I'm working through it. It's probably going to take, like, five more years of therapy. It's fine. I'm not in any rush to be in any type of relationship. But it's probably because I know too much about myself. Anyways, long-winded, all that to say, maybe for me in communication, instead of being so anxious of how somebody responds to me, which this should have been simple, and I don't know why my therapist has ever said it. Especially, especially for like someone like you, because you like I know how you move. You could give a flying fuck. I, I just disappear. But not only disappear. I'm not, we're talking about like. You don't give a fuck about other people's opinions on a lot of shit, especially when it comes to how you move. So the question is, is like when it comes when we switch platonic to romantic. Yeah, when it switches to romantic, I'm not all the way comfortable in knowing that I want companionship. It's really hard for me. And I think that has to do with a lot of I'm more of an alpha female than I like to say I am. And so stand in your truth. For me saying I want companionship, a part of me feels like I can't admit that. Like, it's really hard for me to admit that I actually want it. I don't, like, I'm, I I tell my, I'm like, I'm not romantic. Like, it's just, it don't become, like, for a lot of women, it become easy. I'm more like a, and I think I got this from my mom, because when things would happen as a child, she would take me shopping. So if anything bad happened, it was fixed with a gift. And as an adult, gift giving is my bottom love language. It's not how I receive love, because I know, like, I need, a, I need words of affirmation and quality time. That's. Which is also a play on how this is not my therapy session, but I'm taking mental notes to take it back to a therapist. <laughs> Anyways. Eureka, I found wow. it. But when I'm dealing with men, bitch, everything just sat here and clicked for me. Even with friendships, if I don't have funds, and because, oh my, y'all. Sit with me. I'm having a moment. Okay. So, I'm... All right. We might have... All right. Got it. Okay. So, because I don't have a job, it... Like, I... At the beginning of the year, I was was already, like, I don't think I'm going to date right now. And then that guy that I was dating at the end of the year, like, that nigga had money. And I still wasn't, like, all the way comfortable because I can't be a kept woman. That idea... 
it's not going to sit well for me because I'm going to start competing with you in the idea of, like, you make this money. I'm not going to allow you to have this control on me. And then a lot of times when you deal with men who want to keep you, they do like to use their money as a means of control. Whatever, whatever. But when you're dating somebody with that much money and you can't, it starts to play on your self-esteem. And I, I didn't wasn't admitting it to myself when I was dating him, but it was, like, the things he was able to afford to give me and I wasn't able to afford them with my own money, it it was starting to play on me. So then I, you know, I felt like I needed to move and make more whatever. I typically do date guys who make more money than me, but this was the first time where it made me feel away because it was so much more than me. And he was spending it. As to a lot of guys, they typically... Mans was generous. Yeah. A lot of the men I date, they'll have more money with me, but they're not big spenders. They're actually because that's Because that's how they keep their money. Well, this one, it's like... His lifestyle was way different. I know. Yeah, yeah. Without getting into it. Yeah, because again, we not no snitches. But now that I don't have a job and it's starting to become difficult to find a job because I'm trying really hard to transition into a new career path, um, I, I it's been starting to play on my self-esteem and I've been staying at home more and it's because I don't go, like, I have had friends who, like, they feel comfortable being out, you know, sans money, but I'm like, no. Like, when I don't have, I stay in, like... But I'm starting to become very recluse because it, it's starting to play on my self-esteem. And that's dating. You don't know the epiphany I just had. I put so much into my career as my status quo that it plays into all other aspects of my life and how I deal with others. So, oh, my God. Again, this is not a therapy session, but I would like to you guys to know, like. Okay. Maybe that's exactly why these three particular people hit me up in the last week because this was the aha moment that I need. Like I said, they don't mean that they were the right person wrong time. It just means that there was another lesson, and I think this was just a lesson for me. Now, does that mean it's going to stop me from making my career goals? No, I just hope I, gotta, I, hope I get a job real soon because I can't do this no more. I can't, do, I can't do this no job thing no more. But I think I needed to recognize that for myself. And how it helps me move with the people that I'm dating. I, at some point, I have to be more open and communicative and actually letting people in, the people that I'm dating in. Because remember the guy, like, when they told me I was losing my job, I went back to him and was like, I'm going to pull away from you. And I said, don't let me, except for he let me. And (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. No, I, I chuckled, so it's funny. And then the one who sent me flowers, I was going through a job transition with him, and then this one who I met up and talked with, I was going through a job, job transition with when I met him, but this one was different because... Oh, I gotta call her back. This... this what the hell? Um, this one was different because I got a job that put me in a whole new tax bracket, and now that's the job I don't have anymore. And now it's really playing on my self-esteem. But there was something there. And I guess I just needed to, whatever. I know that was very long-winded. And just... Y'all be all right. Um, we got about 10 minutes left. I know we. I know you wanted me to kind of... Give, give me a moment. Yeah. Was that the moment or do you have another moment? No, I have another moment. Okay. Um... Uh, so I believe in tarot cards re- readings, and I came across this one the other day, and this one was a collective reading on um, masculine and feminine energy. No, that does not actually play into masculine being male and feminine being female. It's deeper than that. Y'all have Google. 
Google first. Consult Google before you consult me. Anyways, I just wanted to read it because I thought it was very interesting, and um, I want to gain the opinions of people after hearing it. We all have very particular roles we agree to play here on Earth, those that are perfectly designed to catalyze personal and collective evolution. However, when we fall too deeply asleep in these roles, we tend to forget their purpose and often fall victim to the suffering that comes with living in illusion. The feminine, my God, in all her gentleness and compassion, is the bravest of them all. In the beginning, she felt a profound sense of responsibility for the collective, her children, including, of course, the masculine. For so long, she believed that by carrying his pain, he would somehow heal quicker, and they could in turn come home as family together at last. But this is not how true evolution works, because as long as we are distracting our own pain with that of others, the pain of the collective itself only magnifies and expands. Despite the pure and good intention that is behind this desire to heal, nurture, and save, Slowly but surely, the feminine is realizing that it was never actually her responsibility to carry or heal the masculine. She knows now. She knows now that she must do what she what has been deemed selfish. She must show up for herself and heal her own wounds. This is the only way in God. The only way in God does it hurt. She weeps and weeps for the wounded masculine who is too proud to do for himself. She burns with hot and sticky rage and realization of how much she has suffered and neglected herself for someone who refuses to acknowledge her. And yet she rises. She learns to weep for herself, understanding now that his apathy and shame was never hers to transmute. All she can do now for the masculine, for herself, is to be fully present in her boundaries, her power. Her knowing... Oh, whatever. And she does so. The masculine will blame her for his suffering. He never does this on his own. He's never done this on his own before. Why won't you take care of me, he'll demand. And with tears of joys in her eyes, she will respond, because I love you. And I just wanted to read that because it does play into a lot of the things that we've been hearing for the last two years, which if you get into, like, spirituality outside of Christianity, this is a common theme within, um, Outside of religion, I should say. This is a common theme in talks of it, um, where define define feminine is stepping into our own. It started this whatever it's too too complicated. Listen to my other podcast that's coming out. That one's on spirituality. That takes more to explain. Anyways, um, more details coming soon. Define femininity started in 2016. At least coming in out of shadow into a more prevalent role and at first it started out where it was like you know very skip that word because i don't know which word i'm coming for right now but what we saw in 2000 like closing out 2016 and through to 2017 you saw women be angry more than anything where facts it was women were being it and it came with a sense of i'm trying to save you why aren't you listening to me I don't think it always came across that way, especially from a standpoint of men looking, being feeling victimized. Oh no! It was in one of those things where it's like, a, like a lot of a lot of people in 2017, male and female, had chips on their shoulders. Yeah, for sure. And I, one of my my life mottos that I tell myself: until I can show up for myself, I can't show up for the world. I think. In 2007, I lost that about myself. Um, that's why I stopped doing those Snapchat rants that people would see me go on. And it wasn't until recently that people were like, well, what happened, though? You can't be on a spiritual journey. You don't share it with us. And at first, I was defensive. Like, 
just because I don't share it. And I think that's what I want eight. I did one eighty where I was like this super open person who always felt like maybe if I share this, somebody would understand it. To this person who was like, well, maybe it's more for me to understand for myself than to have bring other people with me. And then I came across that reading. And I think that played into a part of it and kind of making me feel okay with my decision to be more recluse. Because it's not that I'm shutting myself off from people knowing things, but it was a responsibility to understand what I'm learning before sharing it with others. So I think that's why I became a little bit more closed off to doing that. I mean, but, and in doing so, I became a very chip-on-the-shoulder person where I would just say things like men are trash because I was so frustrated with not knowing how else to explain it, but wanting to take them with, like, wanting to see men do better. But then at the end of that, where she said, like, men will ask, um, hold on. She said, why won't you take care of me, he'll demand, and with tears of joy in her eyes, she will respond, because I love you. And there's something to that where, at some point, women as a collective, just because the complexities of feminine energy is not something I'm not going to, I'm not, going to explain right now we have to understand when you're being met with strive as hard as it is and and even with the the possible explosion implosion is is that the word implosion implosion of of men around us it is not for us to save them and and that's why i think that conversation right before this where it's like just be able to stand in your nose and continue to walk away from people when they when your nose are being tried and the more we learn to do this as humans, the more we'll meet a better place. Because if there's any lesson you can take from quote-unquote evil that we, we look at in the world, they stand firm in their nose and continue to, to strive in it. So maybe the opposite for us is not, I mean, find, some, find a lesson in apathy that works for you that'll allow you to stand firm your nose, but don't let it harden you to the point that you become just like them. If don't, that makes don't, sense. don't become your oppressors. Um, I think cause, okay. So I know we don't, we don't get political on here, for, yeah. but there's something to be said that the Republican party always, they, they have a line they don't cross and they will fuck shit up for everybody. Mutual, mutual assured destruction before they cross their line. While the Democrats, for example, don't really have that line. They 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 have the unbearing need to be good people, quote unquote, at the end of the day, which involves a lot of compromising on things that you think would be hard line issues. And I see the same energy in everyday life and in dating. So don't get trying to be a good person confused with compromising on shit you know you're not really trying to compromise on. You can be a good person and still say no. Because not only can you be a good person and still say no, if you do compromise, you will not only hate yourself, but you will hate the person that you quote-unquote feel like made you compromise. And then that energy will manifest in something disgusting and, and angry and aggressive when at and you will and you will f- push that energy out on everyone around you when in reality and totality if you just didn't compromise from a jump you wouldn't be in this position to begin with that goes for men women 
everybody because it's like everyone has those things that they're not willing to go on instead of compromising it and hoping to get something back from that person or instead of really going on fucking arguments on social media on why that's your line let that be your line let that be your line and walk away and it saves you a lot of energy because at the end of the day you niggas minds don't really change unless they want them to change you Ain't going to change shit. They have to want to change. So you, if you draw your line in the sand, Ooh. don't step on your line. And if that person wants to be with you, they'll, they, they'll, they will make arrangements. Any person in your life, and I'm speaking job, friend, family, and trust me, I've definitely learned this with family this past year, um, relationship. If that person wants to be in your life, once you confirm, like, I'm not allowing you to do this. They will either step up or step out. Learn to be okay with that. And keep moving, because the more you say no, the quicker and the better and the faster you are towards that yes. Bloop. (laughs) And I guess that was the whole point of this entire show. So that's why you can't be mad at Monique, because she saw it, she said no, and she's getting to her yes. Whether you like it or not, she's still going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> full circle full circle um but we gotta get out of here here very shortly um be the best hoe you can be they still gonna wife you up and if you don't want a wife a hoe it's okay no say one's no. gonna That's say, your say no, say no. <laughs> it ain't no one gonna check you um signing off is C. Diddy aka um Eric Trillmonger aka Barack T'Challa Washington and my co-host Stephanie aka another episode of how I talk myself out of men but I'm getting better we out act like they your partner but they really in they feelings tell her yes a secret they gonna tell somebody else about to grab that Glock 17 right off the shelf think I ain't gonna pull it